Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk if you refused to stop living your life for your kids? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for not giving my girlfriend, 25-year-old female, my dinner after I'd already bought her dinner? My girlfriend, 25-year-old female, and I, 29-year-old male, live in New York City and there's a popular app where you buy leftover restaurant food. Restaurants advertise surprise bags at a reduced price in order to reduce food waste. The customer doesn't know what they're getting until they pick the food up, but the cost is at least three times lower than the normal menu price. For example, if an entree is usually $24, the restaurant is allowed to charge $8 at most for it. These are hit or miss, sometimes you get exactly what you want at a greatly reduced price, but sometimes you get something that you otherwise wouldn't have picked from the menu. I ordered a surprise bag from a barbecue place that I was picking up on the way home yesterday. I texted my girlfriend asking if she wanted one, but she said no, she wasn't in the mood for barbecue. However, there was an Indian restaurant right next door that also had surprise bags available on the app, so she ordered one of them. The barbecue was $12 and the Indian food was $10. When I got home, I unpacked the meals to see what we got. I was psyched about my bag. Since I paid $12, I knew the value had to be at least $36, but honestly the platter looked a lot more expensive. This was a hit. Keep in mind that we live in the West Village, which is the most expensive neighborhood in the most expensive city in the US, so $36 for one meal is pretty typical. There were burnt ends, ribs, pulled pork, baked beans, potato salad, bread, onions, and pickles. My girlfriend, however, was less lucky. Her surprise bag only had six different types of soup, half of them being variations on cauliflower soup. She was disappointed to say the least. She asked if we could share my barbecue and I said, no, I'm hungry. I offered to buy you some already and you said no, so I'm going to devour it. She got mad and called me the jerk. I told her if she didn't want soup, she should have ordered something specifically instead of using the surprise bag app. I then told her to just order something off of a food delivery app. She said she didn't want to spend the money. Another bit of context is I make a lot more money than her and pay all of our rent. I know she's running a bit of a lean financial picture right now. I then tell her that if she doesn't want to pay for delivery, I'll walk to the bodega on our street and can buy her something there. Another bit of context is that we live on a fourth floor walk up with no elevator and she broke her leg in a car accident a month ago, so it can be tough for her to get around. She says the grill is probably off there and all she wants is a hot meal. I tell her she has soup. Anyways, she thinks I'm the jerk, but in my defense, one, I offered to buy her barbecue to begin with, which she declined. Two, she picked out her own food and I grabbed it for her on my way home. Three, when she wasn't satisfied, I suggested two solutions, either ordering something from an app or going to a bodega. So Reddit, am I the jerk? I think this is pretty clearly a classic case of buyer's remorse. I think honestly OP was very reasonable here. Can I just say though, I've never heard of this surprise bag thing and it sounds awesome. Especially like if you're not really sure what you want and you want to just maybe gamble on trying something new. 
It seems like the kind of thing I'd definitely take a gamble on. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to enforce my sister-in-law's rules when she forces me to babysit? I, female 27, live about a block from my parents. They helped me buy my house, and they are awesome. They also babysit for my brother and his wife all the time. However, when they're not available, my sister-in-law will bring her kids, 10, 8, and 6, to my house, since I work from home. I've tried explaining repeatedly that I'm working, and she refuses to understand. My parents aren't her biggest fans either, but they've begged me to humor her, so I allow it. They're good kids and I love them, but I also don't enforce her rules on them. Nope, sorry, I don't have organic fruit juice. I have Coke, Mountain Dew, and Red Bull. Or you can drink tap water. You want an avocado with an egg on rye? Well, I have potato skins from Costco. What the freak is VeggieTales? My TV has Netflix, Prime, and Disney. Watch whatever you want. She gets mad at me for not following her rules for her kids, but she keeps dropping them off. My brother says I'm being a jerk for not just doing what they want, so I told him I would if they A. Paid me to watch their kids, and B. Supplied whatever their kids were supposed to eat, drink, and watch. Am I the jerk? I'll say partially, because if they're going to at least allow this to happen, don't be giving 10, 8, and 6-year-olds Coke, Mountain Dew, and Red Bull. Beyond that, if you even give them food, if you make sure that they're not watching something obviously too inappropriate for them, I think you're doing just fine. Everything short of the soft drinks and especially the energy drinks, I think are relatively fine considering the circumstances. Honestly, just keep them watching Disney Plus or whatever. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not giving foster daughter her own room? So we have two new foster placements, 10 year old girl and 15 year old girl. We also have a biological daughter, 13-year-old girl. We live in a three-bedroom house, and at this time, it's not possible to add more room. We do plan on moving eventually, but that's not something that will happen for a year minimum. Originally, we were only receiving single placements, but got our first sibling group in 10-year-old girl and 15-year-old girl. In our county, siblings can share a room, both bio and foster. The only condition is non-bio siblings of opposite sex can't share a room, which isn't an issue here. We try to do what we can to make the siblings comfortable, but recently 15-year-old girl said at their home she has her own room and she hates sharing. We've tried to divide with curtains, privacy panels, etc. We've let the 15-year-old get a lot of personalized stuff for her room, but it's a struggle. 15-year-old has requested her own room. The other issue is 13-year-old set a boundary when we started fostering two years ago that she wouldn't share her room. We agreed as it seemed reasonable. She's always great with the other kids in our home, but also deserves her own space where she can decompress. She went from being an only child to having other children in the home. We also make sure we get a lot of one-on-one time with her and still do stuff as a family. She knows she can talk to us about anything. We did ask her about the 10-year-old sharing her room, and obviously she said no. We explained this to the 15-year-old, and she's now upset, saying it's not fair. We feel conflicted. Our social worker backs us up, but some people in our personal lives say that we're in the wrong. Other relevant info, we don't know exactly how long the 15-year-old and 10-year-old will be with us, 
but the current plan in place is 10 months minimum, with the likelihood it could be longer. So it's not as if the 10-year-old and 13-year-old would only share a room for a few weeks. Edit because people are asking if the 10-year-old could sleep in the living room or whatever. Per guidelines, the children must live in a room with permanent walls, a door that closes, have their own dressers, etc. That wouldn't be possible in the living room. I also cannot give up my own room as it's stated that all living in the house must have rooms. The room is also big enough for the two. It's the house's master and it fits all their stuff, plus leaves enough room for them to feel separate. Personally, I can't call OP the jerk here. It's a tough situation and I think OP's trying to do the best they can, giving these kids as good a situation as you possibly can and it's not like this is an overcrowding thing, they just are not wanting to share a master bedroom. I think Opie honestly needs to just try and keep it sticking out with the two foster kids sharing the room. I think it would be especially unfair to have made that promise to your 13 year old and then violate it because one of the foster kids is just too fussy about it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making fun of my sister after her fiance broke up with her? My sister, 24 year old female, doesn't always make the best decisions. She can be somewhat impulsive and doesn't do a good job of weighing long-term consequences versus immediate gratification. She and I, 22-year-old male, butted heads a lot growing up and kind of have a love-hate relationship with each other. Basically, we love each other, but neither of us will shy away from making fun of the other when we mess up. Last fall, my sister got engaged to her boyfriend, 25-year-old male, of three years. To celebrate their engagement, they got matching tattoos of each other's names on their necks like right in the middle of their necks below their chins don't know how her boyfriend made it through that with an adam's apple so kudos to him that alone got her some grief from both me and our parents but whatever you want to do it's your body and your life this past weekend my sister came to our parents house and was visibly upset apparently she and her fiance had a big fight and he ended up breaking up with her She was asking my parents if she could move back in with them because her fiancé kicked her out of his apartment. They obviously agreed, and we all gave her support and told her we would be there for her. I currently live at home too, as I'm home from college for the summer, so for the first time in a few years, both my sister and I are spending a lot of time at home together, which usually brings conflict between us. She and I share a bathroom now and I'd forgotten how much time she spends in there. The only other bathroom is my parents' master bedroom, but all of my stuff is in the bathroom we share. The other day, I was planning to get together with some friends and needed to get ready. My sister was in the bathroom and would not come out. I started by knocking politely and asking her when she would be done and she said a few minutes. That dragged into half an hour and I asked again, same answer. When it was nearly an hour, I pounded on the door and told her to get the freak out so I could finish getting ready. When she opened the door, it was immediately apparent why she was taking so long. She was trying to cover up her neck tattoo with makeup and failing miserably. I immediately started laughing. I couldn't help it. This of course made her mad, but I couldn't stop. I cracked a few jokes about her needing to update her wardrobe to exclusively turtlenecks and scarves or to find another guy with the same name because unless she gets that thing lasered off, she's going to be looking at it in the mirror every day. She got ticked at me and called me a jerk, so I stopped. She's still mad at me for kicking her while she's down and for not being more supportive, but like, anyone could have seen this coming and I feel it's my job as the younger brother to rib her a little about it. 
I know she feels heartbroken and sad already, but I'm just trying to bring a little normalcy and levity to the situation so that she can remember that life goes on. Okay, so there's no going around the fact that getting this neck tattoo was a horrendous idea. But as soon as I heard that situation and I pictured myself in that situation opening that door and seeing them desperately trying to cover up that tattoo, I know personally I would probably be feeling terribly bad for them. I wouldn't be the type of person to go to kicking them while they're down. I've always hated that kind of comedy where somebody's clearly bothered by something, somebody's clearly upset about something, and you try to joke about it. I've been around people like that all my life. I've never enjoyed that. I'm not saying you have to full-on embrace them and hold them while they cry, but dumb decision or not, it would be nicer to be a little bit sympathetic to what they're experiencing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to change my plans? I've been getting pretty burnt out from work, and I've noticed myself getting tired a lot quicker and having barely any energy. I needed a day to myself to just relax, watch Netflix, read, play video games, etc., and not leave the apartment. Last Saturday I told my girlfriend that that's what I would be doing on the Sunday since we had no plans. When we woke up Sunday morning, my girlfriend asked if we could go out for the day. I refused and told her that she knew what I had planned for today. She just said she needs it for her mental health because she's been feeling quite low. Since we were both off work on the Monday, I mentioned that we could go out for the day on Monday. She refused and asked if I could do my plans on Monday. I told her no because I made these plans first. She mentioned again that she needed it for her mental health and I just asked what about my mental health? I mentioned that she knew I had planned to relax because I was burnt out. So why is my mental health less important than hers? She just said that's not what she was saying, but that she needs to get out for the day. So I told her I'm not stopping her going anywhere. I pointed out that she could ask a friend to go or go on her own, but that I won't be going today. She said I was being unfair to her because I knew she struggles with mental health issues, but I just repeated that her mental health doesn't automatically come before mine and she knew about the plans I made. Am I the jerk for refusing to change my plans? Obviously, I think OP does sympathize with her struggles and her mental health, but yeah, when you schedule this mental health day for yourself and you make it known, and immediately upon reaching that day where you're waking up and you're supposed to feel relaxed and like, yeah, this is a reset day, getting asked, hey, can you just, uh, you know, dump that relaxation day you scheduled and do stuff for me instead? It's kind of frustrating and honestly, I'm willing to bet this probably really kind of put a damper on OP's whole mental health day overall. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law that she didn't actually run a marathon? I've been a runner for as long as I can remember. I absolutely love it. I want running to continue growing as a competitive activity and as a just for fun hobby. I encourage and support newcomers to running but recently, I encountered a situation where I felt gatekeeping was necessary. My sister-in-law got into running last year and she absolutely fell in love with it as well. Since I'm also a runner, I decided I could connect with her on the topic. I wanted to hear about her runs, her progress, and maybe offer some helpful guidance if she wanted it. So at a family gathering, I asked her about running. After a bit of conversation, she mentioned to me that she ran a marathon. I was quite surprised. She ran a marathon after only getting into running a year ago? That's amazing! What incredible dedication and drive! I thought to myself. I was about to praise her for this incredible accomplishment, but then she explained this marathon in detail. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It was a virtual marathon that she started late last year and apparently completed this year. Basically, it was an app-based event where you tally up your running distances until you reach 26.2 miles. I chuckled slightly and told her that it's great she totaled 26.2 miles in that time frame, but it doesn't count as a marathon. I told her that marathons have time limits for completion, usually 6 to 8 hours. If they didn't, then I could claim multiple ultra-marathons via the aggregate distances I ran in my life. It's disingenuous and, in my opinion undermines those who have actually ran a marathon. She didn't take this well. She called me a jerk, a bully, an elitist, and a few other things. I apologized for upsetting her, but I stand by what I said. She didn't run a marathon. I didn't press the subject at all and left it at that, but she wouldn't speak to me the rest of the gathering. My wife agrees with me, despite not being a runner herself. She said her sister overreacted. Their mother said that I should have just let my sister-in-law believe that she ran a marathon. Maybe, I don't know. She's 23 years old without any impairments. Validating her marathon would feel similar to lying to a child to boost their confidence. The difference is, she's not a child. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. It would be one thing if she said she ran the equivalent of a marathon. But yeah, going around saying, oh, I ran a marathon is not correct because even people who have no idea about running and marathons and whatnot know that a marathon is usually like some kind of contest or competition that has to be done in a certain amount of time where you run a long distance you tell anybody you completed a marathon and they're gonna think oh you did this in one day not something that took months our next story is am i the jerk for not taking the whole day off for sister-in-law's wedding because she didn't make me part of it My wife's sister, sister sister-in-law, is getting married on a Saturday this summer. I have a shaky relationship with sister-in-law as she jokes about me during family events. Humor is one thing, but these tend to always be negative jokes about my character. Because of this, I've always thought that she doesn't like me. I was waiting for her to possibly ask me to play some role in the wedding, since my wife is maid of honor and our only son is ring bearer. The couple didn't ask me to play a role in any way. I asked what time I had to be at the wedding, and I was told noon. I work a 12-hour shift on the wedding day, so I decided to just take 6 hours off so I could be there around noon, but I'll still have to be up at 4 o'clock the next day for work. I found out from the wife that sister-in-law and future brother-in-law are extremely upset and have been intentionally ignoring me since they found out. They told my wife they expected me to take the entire day off. I work 12 hours every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because they think of me as a brother and assumed I would just want to be there for the rehearsal, dinner, morning of wedding, and wedding and reception. Them not asking me to play a role, especially with my wife and our son having roles, 
confirmed for me that they don't like me, so I felt no obligation to take the morning of the wedding off, of which I have no part. I work 12-hour shifts, and taking one day off really cuts into my available PTO, so this played a factor in my decision as well. I'm in no way upset for not having a role, and my decision was in no way retaliatory. It's not my wedding, so I don't make the calls, so it doesn't bother me. My wife defended me and told sister-in-law how they've always made me feel in this conversation they had when all this came up, but neither sister-in-law or future brother-in-law have tried to talk to me. Am I the jerk? I mean, if you're not even involved in those situations, why do you have to be off that time anyways? They should understand that if you're working or you're very busy during that time frame and they don't even involve you anyways, that they can't just expect you to have it off, I don't know, to celebrate them somehow? Our next story is, am I the jerk for having security cameras on my property that caught people naked? I, 28-year-old male, pretty much have one of my grandfather's properties. I don't live in it and it's still in his name, but when he passes, it will be mine. He's been struggling with physical and mental health, so it's not been in the best condition and he's been staying at a nursing home where he can have round-the-clock care. I've put a lot of work into renovating and modernizing it. I cleaned out and renovated the pool, modernized the kitchen, etc. Not all at once, but little by little over the last few years. I even put a hot tub in the back. The house isn't fully renovated as of yet, still working on one of the bathrooms and a bedroom and the basement, etc., but it's a good place to stay. Not sure if I'll stick around this area forever, but if I don't, I'll just rent it out to people. I let friends and family stay in the house if they need it. If someone's coming into town for a few days, they stay at the house. I have cameras in the front and in the back and along the sides. They're not hidden by any means, and anyone could easily look and see them. A friend, 27-year-old female, wanted to host a D&D game night there, and I let them. It was a weekend-long thing, and I even stopped by for a little bit and had fun. Nobody trashed anything, and my guests are all very respectful and clean. My cameras notify me when lots of motion is detected, and it told me motion was detected in the pool and hot tub area in the back. Not that I would care if they used those, but I was told that they wouldn't, and it was a bit after they said they'd be gone. I checked the footage, and my friend is very much naked with a man and they were touching each other. I exited out quickly and later texted her, Just a heads up, there are cameras on the outside of my property. This caused her to blow up over text. Lots of, why are you pointing that out? Did you see something? And why didn't you tell me? And she was panicking. I just told her that I saw her for a split second and exited and erased the footage. I said that I would appreciate it if she didn't engage in those activities in my hot tub, but that it's not a big deal. She said I should have told her, but there are obvious cameras around, and there are signs on the windows saying there's 24-7 camera surveillance. I don't think OP's the jerk here. Even if you didn't make it blatantly obvious that there are cameras, which obviously if you're perceptive from what it sounds like you should be able to notice them, you should almost assume in this day and age that anybody's house probably has some kind of camera set up. I think almost everybody's kind of shifting to that. And plus, yeah, it's disingenuous for them to say, oh, I'll have been gone by then, but secretly they're shacking up with somebody in your hot tub. I don't think OP's the jerk here, and if they did what they said they did, it sounded to be respectful. Our next story is, would I be the jerk for telling my daughter the truth about her dad? I, 45-year-old female, divorced my ex, 49-year-old male, about 10 years ago after he accused me of infidelity. 
We have three kids, 17-year-old male, 13-year-old female, 12-year-old female, and for the first two kids, it took quite a while to conceive. We originally wanted three kids back to back to back, but things didn't go according to plan. When I was pregnant with my youngest, Julie, fake name, he started getting distant. He always blamed himself for our issues conceiving, even though we never got things tested. So when I was pregnant with Julie so quickly after our middle child, his behavior changed. After she was born, he'd say things like, how come she doesn't look like me as much as Amy, our middle, and then straight up accused me of cheating on him. That's when things fell apart. I never cheated on him. I never did anything of the sort. But the final straw was when he demanded a DNA test. I told him if he doesn't trust me and takes the test, then I will file for divorce. He took the test, Julie is his, but the damage was done. We divorced when Julie was two. His relationship with Julie has always been cold. He would call his other two kids nicknames like Buddy and Sweetie, but he would always call her Julie. Julie, unlike my two other kids, was always into sports. She's really good at soccer. And suddenly, my ex now has more interest in her. He's attending her games and even drives her out to tournaments a few hours away. Apparently, he talks a lot about her because our mutual friends would say, Jake said Julie was doing so well in soccer, when he never really talked about her at all before this. I know he's only interested in her because of her abilities, and it hurts me. I told myself I would play nice because Julie's happy and that's the most important thing. Recently, on a long tournament trip, it was just me and Julie in the car, and she asked why her dad suddenly started liking her. She told me she's always wondered why she wasn't given the same attention as her siblings, and asked what happened and why did we get divorced. My go-to line for the divorce question is, sometimes people fall out of love with each other and that's what happened. And from my understanding, that's what my ex also said. But when she was talking about this, I looked over and saw she had tears in her eyes. I talked to my parents and some friends and half of them are telling me she needs to know and the other half told me that I would be a jerk for ruining a father-daughter relationship that finally got off the ground. I know he doesn't deserve it, but Julie does. She deserves a dad that loves her and treats her like his other kids and her finding out the truth may ruin that. I mean, my ex already ruined it for 12 years. So would I be the jerk if I tell Julie the truth? about her dad? I don't think OP would be the jerk if they told her, but I would be very cautious and questioning about whether that's the right thing to do. It just, it does seem like it would be something that could be very damaging. I think she does deserve to know, but man, I would not want to be in that situation causing that heartbreak, or at least not causing it but unleashing it upon her. This next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to stop living my life for my kids? I got divorced a year ago. It was the best decision I ever made. I was basically a maid for the family. It was awful, not to mention was working at the same time. Overall, it's been a bit rough for the kids, with the youngest being 14 and the oldest being 17. They're doing well overall, and we basically have a 50-50 split with custody. It's wonderful to have days off, so much new free time when they're not home, so I've been able to explore new hobbies. So I joined a models club. You build models and show them off. We met once a month to show off our creations. I love it. My 17-year-old messed up this week, volunteered for a bake sale and didn't tell me and forgot to make cupcakes. I was about to leave for my meeting last night and he was panicking about not having it done. He asked me if I could do it and I told him no since I was leaving. 
he was also leaving to hang out with his friend. This morning, cupcakes were not made since I wasn't doing it. We got in a huge fight about me not helping him out. I wasn't putting my life on hold for a simple mistake he did. He left for his father's and my ex also got in an argument with me about it and called me a jerk. Thank you all for the feedback. I'm trying to teach him what the lesson I missed when married. If anyone has ideas, I'm open for advice. I'm running out of time before college and he's with the man he learned this behavior half the time. The other two are willing to learn, but he won't give an inch. It would obviously be a different thing if the kid was 10 to 14 years old and maybe you had some responsibility to help them with that. But at 17, if they didn't do something, it's because they were just lazy and didn't get to it or prioritized their time badly. You just honestly hope, even if you can't help them in growing out of that kind of behavior, that once they start floundering a little bit on their own, they eventually figure it out, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for leaving a family gathering due to my parents always overcomplimenting my brother? My brother has had a lot of time for hobbies in recent years. Something he spent a lot of time on is cooking. Now he is a really good cook. He and his husband have a decent sized house, so a lot of our routine family dinners are held at their place, and my brother volunteers to cook most of the time. When he does, without fail, as soon as our parents come through the door, or we do, it's always, smells really good in here, doesn't it? Dang, you were making me hungry from the street, or things along those lines, and they keep saying such things throughout our time there. At first, I didn't think one way or another about it, but we're going on well over two years of this happening. They never give compliments if I or our other siblings have them over. They didn't say anything about the murals my brother and his wife painted on their walls, very big and hard to miss, until they pointed right at them and asked about it, and all our parents said was, Oh, that's nice. Our sister's always making bath bombs and candles for her home business, so her place always smells nice too, and they don't say anything about that or encourage her. They just don't give any compliments or acknowledge anything about us, our hobbies, or our homes, but they go overboard with our brother. It's not like they neglected him as a kid and it's some attempt to make up for it. They gave us all pretty equal attention and support growing up. This last time, having dinner at my brother's house, I was telling my family about how excited I was for my fiancé to be starting his dream job. My siblings were happy for him, but our parents didn't say anything and went right back to singing their praises of the second coming of culinary Jesus and how he should start a food truck. I was pretty done at that, and instead of being there in an irritated mood, I waited a few minutes and acted like I'd gotten a text from a friend and had to go said my byes and love yous and left. A little while later, my mom called and asked what was wrong because my family had noticed my phone screen was dark when I pulled it out, so they didn't buy the text story. I told her I just didn't have it in me to sit through another dinner where they forget they have three other children with things going on in their lives they'd like some acknowledgement from them over. I've been at odds a bit with my parents and them telling me I'm being immature. My siblings found out why we're currently fighting and our brother and his wife are in agreement with me and said they've been getting tired of it too. I've apologized to my brother, but not my parents. So am I the jerk? So is OP literally saying in this situation, the sibling that has been getting all of the love and adoration and treatment is agreeing with OP here? I don't think OP can be the jerk otherwise. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. 
Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.